0: I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Um, I know that you're loving me because you thug with me. Who busts slugs for me? My baby. Who's gonna kill for me? I will comfort you. Who else but the rule? You feel me? Girl, when we connecting the dots, we hit the spot. Twin bends, you ride hard. I ride, I ride drop. And I make it better, baby, cause I'm a nigga, n- nina, I'm, I'm assuming that's nigga, I'm making my own words up here. Britta, Tucklo, and I'm two cars back with the fofo.
1: Hey, welcome to the Black Girl Podcast, your host Rod Ed. Karen. <clears throat> We're in the house on a Saturday afternoon, like Saturday night, uh, doing feedback, Mm-hmm. Uh, very, uh Sick Saturday night, but uh, trying to make it work, my voice. Uh, it's not all the way back, but uh, this is the best it's been in about three or four days.
0: Yeah, um, I thought you had to take some more PTO time.
1: Yeah, Karen was all eager to get back to work, uh, regardless of how I sounded or felt. So <laughs> no, I said, might as well get back on the mic and just do it.
0: I know, I told you, you know, we can work around it, but you were saying that your body felt tired. So I completely <laughs> understood, and I deducted the eight hours out of your PTO pot.
1: Mhm, um, as always, feedback show is when uh you guys send in stuff, so uh we respond to that um as always uh emails, voicemails um comments on the website, all that stuff. just go to the dot com you can do all that uh, we appreciate everybody uh five star reviews on iTunes and stitcher. we appreciate everybody that sends those in as well. we do. Hopefully my voice isn't going to be too terrible, but uh, we'll see what we can do anyway, man. Um, I guess the first thing we always do is talk about the people who actually did give uh, money to the show. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: uh, let's talk about those people because they're donators and uh, we needed those people. Lucy A., thank you very much for your recurring donation, Lucy. Uh, Sable Designs Incorporated, recurring donator. Thank you, Sable Designs. Keith R, recurring donator, thank you, Keith. Jeremy R, recurring donator, thank you, Jeremy R. Damian Jackson. Ooh, I, I am, am for three. real. Recurring donator. Thank you, Damian Jackson. Marlena A, recurring donator. Shirley Wong Esquire, please say the Esquire. She recurring donated. You better. Uh Robert L, recurring donator. Thank you very much, Rob. Um, <clears throat> and that's it for everybody that uh recurring donated this week. Or or just donated this week. Uh you can one time recurrent, it doesn't matter to us. Um we appreciate you guys. Uh we also have some five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh let's get into those. Uh Black thorn writes in, five stars, great podcast. I love TBGWT through rods. Call-ins to Twib. Been a listener ever since. Great to hear my fellow Tar Heels dropping knowledge. Educating domestic violence and entertaining, it says educated parentheses, domestic violence, and entertaining the public one awesome podcast at a time. Love the show so much, I signed up as a premium member to access all of the content. I strongly recommend that you all do the same. Balls D Sports, man, listen, just sign up right now, please. Thank you, Blackthorn.
0: Yes, Rod and Justin have a really, really good time doing that show.
1: Mm hmm. That was before we released uh, the free um, episode of Ballsy Sports for everybody.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people enjoyed that.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite podcast of all time from Mari A One. I've been listening to this podcast for over four years now, and it's still a fresh. It's still as fresh, if not fresher, than it ever was. It was. I was first introduced to Roderick's Prime through TWIB, and was impressed with this take on whatever the daily topic was. It wasn't until later I found out he had his own podcast, where I was introduced to the lovely Karen, who was ever, every bit as refreshing as Rod. Coming from Twib, it took a moment to adjust to the tone of TBGWT. Someone else accurately described it as what you'd hear sitting around in the barbershop on Saturday morning. Political incorrectness to the max. Yes. <clears throat> I don't even think we go to the max. I've seen the Max.
0: Yeah, yeah. We we don't we don't we don't go to the Max, y'all.
1: We still have some things we pull. But you quickly feel welcome. Everything is discussed, politics, sports, movies, and nerd culture, even food. All is told from a black point of view, which is all too often missed in pop culture. There are even a there's even a premium network of shows that delve into the subjects further. It was the most recent episode of one of these shows, the Nerd Off, that prompted this review. It's so refreshing these days when nerds actually like the nerd stuff they're talking about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've had to tap out of so many podcasts because week after week, there's so much hate for the subject being discussed. Right. I always ask, why put yourself through that? Anyway, big ups to TBGWT for what they're doing. Stay fresh, and I'm looking forward to the next installment of Guest to Race. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I definitely agree that with that. That was one of the reasons I wanted to do our own nerd show. Mm-hmm. It is frustrating. You know, you listen to so many shows, and I'm excited about these things and these topics. And and I love them, and all mm-hmm. you hear is, such, such, such a, that's some bullshit. It's such, 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 such
0: a, I hate this one. It's such, such, such you be like, but I love this. It's like, talk about shit you like. Just don't bash everything you hate.
1: And I get that that's an appeal for a, a certain type of nerd. The, that's true. Let's go bash these things together and they'll find camaraderie and that, but it's not my thing, man. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just not a big fan of it, so whenever people just start shitting on stuff because then after a while it feels like you're searching for reasons to shit on something right? rather than just say it was good. You know, like it's just always got to be some kind of way that it wasn't as good as everybody thought it was. True. Um, And uh, it's just very frustrating. And uh, I was like, well, why don't we just create the show where we're not just sitting around spending 90% of the show saying things that we love suck. Right. You know, um, that's a weird way to show love. And I, and it's not like we're a show that pulls punches. There's things we don't like and we discuss True. them. But we're not forcing it. We don't have like a, you know, a segment of things to hate today, you know, or why this thing is overrated or, mm-hmm. you know, like we like what we like. Uh, greatest Pod on Earth 5 Stars by D Garcia 86. Hey, mm-hmm. this is my third time trying to get this review in. Hey, well, congratulations, buddy. You did it. Yep. <clears throat> iTunes will not defeat me get behind me Satan <laughs> if you're on the fence about listening to TBGWT let me tell you Rod and Care provides some of the greatest social political and pop culture commentary in the podcast world they're genuine sincere people with a wonderful sense of humor and a proclivity for saying some hilarious stuff yes I said proclivity that's how we get down the residual effect of listening to TBGWT will be like we'll be finding like-minded, reasonable, funny, intelligent people online through the show. We met so many wonderful people after our podcast were guests on TBGWT. The community is something that uh really puts you in and makes you feel at home. Give these folks a listen now. Thank,
0: Thank you, man. Thank you,
1: It must sweetie. be Dago.
0: Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat>
1: All right, and then the last one, five stars. Love it, love it, love it, five stars by Sunflower, Upside Down Smiley Face. Best podcast out. I love how me and Care have the same laugh, and when I listen to the show, we tend to bust out and laugh at the same time. <laughs> I love the show and hope to keep become premium someday, but until then, I'm utilizing the sponsors and saving my coins. On a better note... I'm getting laid off this week, so maybe now I can join the chat room. Love you guys. Peace, love, and hair grease. Well, I'm sorry you're getting laid off, Me but too, uh, welcome to the chat. Yes. <clears throat> um, and then we had some for uh, Stitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, this one is, uh let's see see, uh, Five Stars with the Blackout Tips. Uh, this is by Rev Debo. Just refreshing to hear real people talk about real stuff. Thank you, thank you. Robert underscore Baron says five star everyday listener. It took me a while but when I found this podcast, I couldn't stop talking about it. You guys have me laughing at work every day. Cool. Forever for never, five star says, give me some mo. This show gives me <laughs> gives me more life than a set of gifts from Awesome Lee lovey's to website. You are funny, poignant, real, and chock full of wonderful references. Not to mention some delicious racism.
0: <laughs> yeah, not delicious.
1: Can't get enough of it. If it came down to y'all and my cable service, cable's getting voted off the island. Wow. That's uh that was a hell of a compliment.
0: Yes, thank you, sweetie.
1: <clears throat> yeah, thank you very much. Um, I think that's everybody. Um, someone at the let's see, you guys make my dad be listening to every podcast. I'm working on listening to the older ones. By the way, what is Bullet Ball? Five stars by Zakaya sixty six. Uh and the titles I Love This Show. Well, we talked about Bullet Ball on the show a few weeks back. Mm-hmm. So if you're catching up, you'll probably catch up to that one soon. Yes. Um, we had comments on the website uh, for last week's shows. Um, we had episode uh, 759, which was Club Fight Songs. Mm um and we had a couple comments on the episode as well as um you know we had the poll um let's see the comments in the episode and what they had to say butterbean says you got a 27 week pregnant ass woman twerking in her chair with these songs hell yeah okay i gotta stop it's starting to hurt (laughs)
0: that
1: was uh two minutes later so But Butterbean, we appreciate you uh, enjoying the the songs. We played a lot of crunk music. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That can get people into fights. People send in more suggestions and stuff after the show. Right. Songs we probably didn't even think of. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all ever seen a fight in the club was uh, the poll for the show. (laughs) 76% of people said, yes, they have seen a fight in the club. Yes, sir. 24% of people have never seen a fight in the club. I might not even go clubbing. Mm Mm-hmm. Anthony, Anthony Cumia says, This is why white club owners don't let any black people in. Oh, Lord. DJ Yellowline says, Work security during the time that Scrappy, Bravehearts, Bone Crusher, Lil John, Youngblood, Sea Murder, etc., etc., were at that peak. It's some aggressive hip hop comes on at the club right now. The PTSD might kick in on me. I, it wasn't a job, a uh, side job at that, it was an adventure. Damn, DJ Yellow Line, be careful! Right, Tony said. Since I love to do hood rack things with my friends, it's not it's not if I've seen a fight, but how many I've seen at this point. Yeah, that's true for a lot of people. Gelly Moon says requested some Soldier Boy booty got swag. DJ played Nucky if you buck instead. All the pepper spray and violence, no booty twerking. Ah! Sad face. HC says as a connoisseur of ratchet clubs, you can judge the quality of a club by how they react to a fight. If the music stops, the lights turned on, and everyone possibly has to leave, then it's just an uppity club masquerading as ratchet. But if security shines a light on the fighters and drags them out while everyone sidesteps and continues dancing, add, added points of the DJ blows the ah! Jamaican, hmm? oh, oh that, that, the description, added points of the DJ blows the Jamaican air horn and turns the sea murder up. You're in hood heaven.
0: Why? Oh, yes, you are. People up. Oh, they are coming to get you.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like the Star Wars thing where there's a, a, someone that gets their arm cut off and the music just keeps going. Right. KJ Dollar says, "Who are these people who never seen a fight in the club? Either you are in the most boring place or you have been to the classiest of establishments." When them songs came on, I started heading for the door because I knew the party was over.
0: It sure was. Party time for the party <clears throat>
1: ended. Mhm. Although we shouldn't be shaming them, they are the lucky ones. Never seen them fight in the club. You, you made some good decisions in your life. Apparently so. Are you, are you, are you left uh, before they got crunk. Episode seven sixty. Hashtag I got to talk. Uh, HC writes the longest fucking feedback ever because fuck my voice. <laughs> it's not on my computer screen. Go ahead. A uh, few points. What's apparent yet again is the different worlds, white America, and black uh, America experience. One of the funniest yet saddest revelations of this to me happened a few years back. My criminal law professor was discussing the range between folks having a conversation with you and a full-blown detention slash arrest. He asked the class, a racially mixed group. How many of you know that if a policeman starts questioning you during a consensual encounter, you can just turn around and walk away? Instantly, we black students broke out laughing at the very idea of consensual encounter with the police. Right. Much less daring to turn your back on the cops and walk away merely because you had the quote-unquote right to. Meanwhile, the white kids were glancing around puzzled like, of course you can walk away. It was like a Chappelle skit. I bet you it was. Not only is it a difference in how we view police encounters, but how we view each other. Black people routinely share in issues or events that affect white Americans, any of the mass shootings or Boston Marathon terrorist attack, for example. We automatically regard them as fellow citizens, and what happens to them could conceivably happen to any of us. But there's there's a segment of white America that views things like Ferguson as black issues or worse don't see victims like Trayvon or Mike Brown as fellow citizens or even human. I bet if those same Ferguson police were dressed military style, but instead of trying to ban peaceful protests, they were going door to door rounding up people's guns, it would be all over Fox News. Right. You hear the police defenders rush in to say, well, not all cops are bad. The irony is telling black people they shouldn't profile policemen just because of the uniform they wear doesn't seem to register. And when hearing police say we should understand the position the police are in, while totally disregarding that racial profiling by those police can create encounters that cause civil rights violations or even death, it's obvious they're willfully disregarding our humanity and the rights and it's supposed to it's be granted. Agreed. Yeah, I always did find that ironic where it's like, well, look at... um the cops, they're not all bad. I'm like, right. I'm not, we're not all bad. Right.
0: But we're a bunched bunch together
1: though. Yeah. So, you know, you point the gun at me, like, you know, uh, when 400 black men have been killed, you know, uh, by police and just, you know, the last however many years, how am I supposed to approach that situation? You know, where, when I'm getting stopped, you know, am I supposed to act like I can't die? You know, it's a scary proposition every time. Mm. Uh, and since we're something less than human, many people will believe the police report or the cops word without a second thought while being immediately skeptical of the black guy's side. Yeah, I feel like well I mean, it's sad, but I called it on the show. They've already done it with Mike Brown where it's they've demonized him to a point where unless you're going to be the perfect person. You have to be the perfect victim, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. or else uh, your death is your fault. And that's what it seemed like happened with Mike Brown, where uh, it was, hey, uh, this kid uh, allegedly uh, shoplifted or, quote unquote, strong arm robbery, which doesn't mean you have a gun, by the way. Uh, uh, Something from a, a convenience store gets killed, unrelated to that, gets killed by the police. Officer didn't even know he was involved in anything. Um, but that video is enough for a lot of people to go, oh, okay, well, he deserved to die. Right,
0: even though it's the dumbest shit ever.
1: Yeah, even though that's not the penalty for shoplifting. Right, he it's not to die. death. I mean, beyond every black person having a police encounter story, I know almost everyone, even non blacks, has a story where the police pulled them over for a disputed just being t- taken t- t- or something. How the police can be questioning something small like that yet get unquestioned benefit of the doubt is something much more serious is baffling. Uh, Welcome to America, man. Right. The poll was, did you enjoy the first episode of Black Jesus on Cartoon Network? Uh, Yes, it was funny. Nah, it was whack. Or Nah, I didn't watch it. 66% of people did not watch it. I either, so don't feel bad. I'm 1080. i with the 66%. 27% of people thought it was funny and 7% thought it was whack. Uh, Oral Boris says, Bruh, about the guy from Texas, let's go Aggies, who got knocked the F out in Philly trying to help a lady out in the street. Yeah. Harassment tip. There's a reason no one else in Rittenhouse Square said a damn thing. It's in the middle of downtown. You see, them boys in Philly don't play. I remember once going to pick up some trees from one of the local dealers, this is not North Philly, and no, I didn't spell that wrong. He spelled N O R uh, F. Running to his house being chased by cops, slammed his steel security door so they couldn't get in. Then, after the cruiser pulled up, leaned out the window with what looked like an AK, busted about a clip worth of ammo into said cruiser, watched the cops run away. Yeah, he ran off down the block a while later, gun in his hand. uh, Guns and his hands up on some Call of Duty-ish. Yeah, like I said, them Philly boys, they don't play. Yeah. Katan, official cue of the show, says, What up, Rod and Karen? Being from STL and growing up in a, a few miles away from where Mike Brown killed, was killed is crazy. I'm so mad about this incident that I'm shaking. Anyway, I got to talk for my mom and other males in my life before I was age 10. Once when I was pulled over with my wife in the car with me, after the police found it in his heart to let me off without giving me a ticket, my wife turned to me and said, You know I hate how you have to be so nice and respectful to cops as a black man, but they don't have to respect you. My wife is six months pregnant with our first child now, a boy, and I know I'm going to have to give him the talk so he isn't out in these streets acting like Carlton Banks on the episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when he and Will got pulled over by the cops. Also, I'm mad at my say my fellow STL folks for rioting and looting on Sunday night, stealing rims and nasty-ass hot dogs from Quick Trip is not helping the situation. Now that 60-inch, now those 60-inch TVs those niggas stole from Walmart Sam's will help the cause. Anyway, love the show. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, people shouldn't be looting. Oh, uh, you know, I saw a lot of people going off on that and kind of changing the topic. To the the few people that looted, Mm -hmm. uh, compared to the massive amount of people that peacefully protested and still got pepper spray, gassed, and Mm -hmm. bullets shot at them, like whatever. Um, We had episode seven sixty one, rhythm and battery. Um, we talked about jagged edge trying to come back and the death of Robin Williams, more stuff about Mike Brown. Um, we got a couple comments. LR Joyner says, you guys pontificated about, oh wait, I already spread this one as a testimonial for tweaked audio, so that's cool. Uh, Kyle said, the craziest thing about this Ferguson situation is that people all over the world are literally watching what's going on through social media and alternative news outlets and just think, we were just talking shit about Russia and their treatment of gay people. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, man. Everybody gets on their high horse and, you know, hey, this is the... Sorry, guys, I got to open up a lozenge. Um, that was bad etiquette, but throat killing. Me. Um. But yeah, we were just talking shit about Russia and all these foreign countries and how they handle their uprisings mm-hmm. and government unrest mm-hmm. and protests. And we always got some shit to say about we're them. We quick to say something. But I've always been quick to be like, you know... I'm not saying we're the same, but we have a lot of problems here, too. And I wish they got as much attention from not just the government, but from people in general. Yes. You know? uh, let's see. He says, honestly, um, this should probably be pretty embarrassing for this country with with all the shit that we talk. I mean, foreign news outlets are even taking an interest in this story.
0: And, co- and doing actually doing better coverage than American news.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm worried that some white liberals are going to shift the discussion from racism to foreign policy and the militarization of police. Not to say that those issues aren't important, but I argue the racism part plays a part in both of those problems. If we can't get white people to stop being scared of brown people who live in the same country as them, how are you going to convince people that our foreign policy is fucked up? And lastly, while people, while people, the police are busy being scared of black people, a white guy did this, and it's a link to something, I don't even know what the link is, um, Texas Siren City sets dumpster fire reports self-missing to set up a police ambush. So a guy tried to ambush the cops, and he opened fire on the officers. Oh, uh, no one was wounded. Uh, get killed and take him into custody he surrendered to police yep got taken into custody he's fine yep I mean we already knew about that double standard of course um the poll was are you excited about a jagged edge comeback yes can't wait no don't care (laughs) (laughs) I'm in a no don't care group 86% 86% of people are with you, can They don't care. Mm-mm. 14% of people can't wait. i had glad it, it'll be about one get one half off on Groupon. Chris Laurent says, I love TBGWT, but I cannot, nay will not, accept this jagged edge slander. J.E. is one of the best R&B groups of all time. That's right, all time. Also, E. Heartbreak is one of the best albums ever made. I see that I'm the only one excited for this album from the poll, but I don't care. <laughs> J. E. Hardbreak was one of the only it was the only album that I had loaded on my original Xbox. It was a soundtrack to every every single game. Hmm. It was been a, a sad ass Xbox.
2: <laughs> Xbox was crying.
1: Sitting in your room by yourself, listening to that shit. You want shades on in the dark. Uh, 762, Lip Acting Magnum Opus. Uh, we have Justice on to discuss True Blood. Um, Let's see here. Got a couple comments. Some long ones. Uh, on the one hand, this one. Oh, wait. Prince Ron says, I think Rod must have discussed the Christy Mack story before everyone had time to warm up. This story is uniting the most disgusting people on earth. There are three groups that have made me the most sick. First, you have the group that have this thing for sex workers and thinks that she's deserved the beating. Right. Well, I haven't run into these groups, so that might be why we didn't talk about it. Um, plus, you know, other shit was going on that was more important. But, yeah, I, I, if I had run in with these folks, I probably would have said something. This group contains a large amount of women who think that porn stars should expect to be beaten because no man will ever respect a whore. Right. And that the police have more important things to do than protect the woman who chose this lifestyle. Yeah, I've seen um, people that I consider to have issues around women and porn in general
0: mm-hmm. try to try to
1: like speak up on this shit, and it's like you just got. I just ignore them at this point because people make themselves kind of plain. Like I have an issue with women, or I have an issue with. Um, women doing pornography or sex work or whatever. If you have that issue, you have that issue, but it's not my issue, so Mm -mm,
0: feel free to talk
1: about it without me. Um, Then you have the classic victim blaming group. Their logic is that men are only at fault for the first beating. After that, it's the women's fault for staying. Then they discuss all the scenarios of how she could have stopped the MMA fighter from beating her ass. Yeah, once again, I didn't run into any of these people. Mm Mm-mm. Um, I don't know. Black dudes must not have cared as much, or nope. They were too caught up in the Ferguson story. Yep. Um. Lastly, you have the worst of them all—the nice guys. These niggas are unbearable. People of the most unbearable people on earth. They claim that women deserve to be beaten because they actively pursue bad boys. If she would have been with a nice guy, she wouldn't have to worry about this because nice guys are normal jobs. Don't beat women. That's a lie. Nina Hartley, not a fake, was in the chat. And people started attacking in what chat? And people started attacking her marriage. People were saying that her marriage is not real and that her husband will wise up soon to leave her. This made me think of the Sarah J Medium talk. She stated that sex workers are treated that if they don't deserve respect. People really do think that way. Well, I have known that. Anytime she tweets me, uh some some troll will come in people and talk shit about nonsense. me. Like I tweeted her a recipe for uh, um Crockpot lasagna the other day. Mm-hmm, that was good, too. Mm. And uh, the next three or four tweets are from random eggs and trolls and calling me fat and stupid and making, saying bad shit about her. It's crazy. Kyle says, on the one hand, I can understand people that are really emotional right now, but the infighting is really getting out of hand. There's nothing wrong with grieving on social media. But at some point, people need to realize that this situation is bigger than them. Most of these people wouldn't go to work or go on a rant, which could alienate everyone else. So what makes them think Obama could do the same? Come on now. Also, can I just remind everyone that the Internet is not their personal diary? You can't control how other people grieve, nor can you just say whatever you want without any consequences. Most of these people would be way nicer to each other and maybe even become friends if they were to meet offline. Honestly, people just need to understand the value of solitude. It's okay to log off and just chill by yourself while you sort out your own thoughts. Some of y'all really need to go back to keeping a private journal. Um, I think that was in response to the people that were demanding that the president like speak out on this and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Which is funny. The poll for the show was was the president's statement enough? Yes or no? Not one comment. 20, uh, seventy of people said it was enough, and 29% of people said it wasn't enough. But um, I just thought that was very interesting, you know, because people were scared to voice one way or another, you know. Every other poll got comments. Um, All right. We are episode 763, Sick Day. Um let's see here uh we had one comment uh it was cold for the podcast said get well soon right well, i'm working on it yes um as you guys can see karen won't let me get well soon. uh did you here's <laughs> a very rare 100 percent for the show uh for a poll did you enjoy balls deep yes it was good 100 percent of people i'm wow. shocked
0: me too i think if people realize but well, i think by the time you chopped everything it was over three hour show
1: so a lot of people was like yes ashley three classes said it was cool hearing karen do the intro stuff and jesus rod you sound so bad i got sick just listening get well fam and great job karen uh Basil maverick says justin's laugh makes me happy <laughs> and dr Dostock says rod I hope you feel better. Also, Karen, he really got every other black podcaster sick. Damn. He hope. did. Who, who, who?
0: I think one time you got sick. Ashley got sick. I mean, uh, Aaron got sick. I'm sorry, Aaron of the Black P- Astronauts got sick. Kai got sick. Uh, Sojo from Whiskey and Moonshine. I think I eventually got sick, too. Yeah, you were spread it, sir.
1: Um, hopefully he doesn't go out and pull another Typhoid Mary or some shit. Anyway, I hope you feel better, Rod. Well, I'm trying, man. Um, and that was it for that episode, Sick Day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we had a couple of tippy nominations. Uh, cool. Um, Prince Ron, Prince Ron, uh said favorite new guest, Romaine Walters. <clears throat> Romaine Walters. Um, And 7050, the hetero-causal Romaine Walton's favorite new episode. LR Joyner says, man, listen, episode 761, Rhythm and Battery, starting around the 55-minute mark when you guys start analyzing Let's Get Married by Jagged Edge. I was laughing so hard that people were looking at me like I was Jocelyn Hernandez teaching an English class. Oh, Lord. Definitely nominated for the funniest moment. Matter of fact, fuck that. I'm nominating this entire episode for best episode. This is the epitome of why I love your show. You probably touched on the Michael Brown situation. I only follow it up with Solange Breaking News, which was temporarily which has temporarily become my favorite segment because I never see it coming. Then top that off with Jagged Edge Analysis. I was done, son. Good shit.
0: Glad you liked it, sweetie. Uh
1: Linda Brothers says seven fifty nine, I like to nominate Rider break breakdown of crunk music from episode seven fifty nine for the funniest moment. The clip starts at twenty five minute forty second mark. It ends at forty one thirty one. This clip may be too long, but I thought it was pretty funny. Thank you very much, man. Cool, guys, enjoyed it. Uh, let's see what else we have. Uh, one comment on the book club. Don't forget, guys, we do have the book club. Um, mm-hmm. um, you, you're free to read it. A lot of people have been reading it. Yeah, hundred three pages. The name of the title is. You got me fucked up. Um, you can find it on Amazon and Kindle. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, you got me fucked up. F X C E D. X like Xavier. I mean, F X C K E D. My bad. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, the comment was from Miss A D says, Is it just me or does it seem like absolutely no editing was done with this book? I'm still enjoying, of course, because it's ratchet as hell, but these inconsistencies are killing me, shaking my head. All right. Voicemails, let's get to them. Give myself a break.
2: Hey, what's up? This is Animated Sparks. They're calling in from Hampton Roads, Virginia. Just listening to this new nerd off here. And I just saw the Guardians of the Galaxy today. And I must say, dude, this jank. Was on point. This movie is everything. This movie is everything. Oh my god! Oh, it's so good, so freaking good. And the score, yo. Know, as soon as I got home, I went to YouTube, looked up that score. I love the soundtrack too. Love the gems in the movie, but the score—they outdid themselves on that score, man. Anyway, I'm about to get back to listen to the rest of this nerd off might call back if I hear something else I just need to chime in about keep being great y'all I'll let you later
0: yeah they said the soundtrack is at number one right now
1: yeah that's the shit man Mm -hmm. everybody should go see Guardians though if you haven't yet very good movie Uh, next voicemail hey Rod
2: and Karen it's Miss Danny can just come say hey, leave a little feedback. Um, I was calling because um, the whole Mike Brown thing is very tragic, and it gets me so angry sometimes. It's just, it just for me sometimes I just like I can't deal. It's just too much. It just, It's like what can we do to make a difference? Like it just gets me so upset and so frustrated, and I feel so bad for his family and friends and the community there, and it's just. Well, and then Robin Williams, I, oh, my gosh, I was just like, I can't believe it. And then it's just like he did, um, was it Bicentennial Man? I remember that was my first time seeing, like, robot stuff. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, I just can't believe he's gone. I'll be keeping his family and friends and coworkers in prayer as well as. Now, y'all talking about um, Jagged Edge, oh, my God. I used to love Let's Get Married just because I like to harmonize with the twins and then the other oh, two so yeah. nobody knows any of their names. They so just know Mm-mm. the twins and then maybe two other people in there. So I just wanted to leave y'all that when I'm listening to the show now. All right. Love y'all. Bye.
1: You too, sweetie. Like Thank you, Mr. Eddie Um, And last voicemail. Hey, Rod. Hey, Karen. This is
3: Miss Charity. Thank you Twitter. So in Arizona, still here. Almost moved to Florida, but we'll talk about that later. Um, I'm catching up on your shows. I'm really, really far behind. Um, I was listening to the episode. You guys have an Amber Pete And I just stopped listening at the part when you guys are talking about, you know, when you have a job. And you basically just, like, eff it and quit. I basically did that about a month ago. My boss pissed me off so bad. She called me to her office right before I was to go home. And she was talking. She wasn't talking shit to me, but she's being very condescending and... Just really pissed me off. Like for about the last two, three months before I was at the my job at the hospital, almost every day my boss would come to my office, tell me how I was living to my job right, give me attitude, complain, complain, and just give me a um, just give me a horrible time. Mind you, um, I got sexually harassed in the workplace. Um, one of the gay um, guys at my job was drunk, um, and he grabbed my boobs. And yeah, so obviously I haven't been really happy with my job since then. So she pissed me off so bad after she was sitting in my in the meeting, um she called me and right before I went to work I mean before I left work and we were talking about how I was gonna come in on Sunday, I decided that I was gonna come back to that place again. So after she um, I left out her office, I went to my office and I cleared out my desk and I took all my personal belongings and then um on Sunday morning I no, um, Saturday night I wrote a, my letter of resignation um for effective immediately and I will not be returning and um, let them know that they should probably find someone to come work on Sunday because I won't be there. And, um, of course, they were very upset because they wanted my um, badge back because I left everything there except my badge. So I told them I would mail it to them. And when I called HR, they're like, well, they're like, we don't really need your badge, but, you know, we just like to have just to get a discount somewhere. And, um, they, you know, they uh, sent me off my my uh, last check, and I had enough money in the bank. So, you know, I was like, I can take you know, two to three months off of work. I saved up a lot of money the past couple of months. And I ended up just taking some time off and looking for a job. So now I started my new job this week, so I'm going to be catching up on all my podcasts because i just been roaming Phoenix, doing homework, and sleeping all day like a lazy person. So I have a new job. I work at a law firm, and I'm a medical secretary at a law firm. It's really awesome. And I've found out lawyers drink a lot. And
1: doctors are boring and lawyers like to drink. Well, that's all. Um, can't wait till I catch up to this um, episode. So, talk to you guys later. Bye. This, this must be like <clears throat> having a time machine for her
0: because she probably won't hear this for like months. Yeah, she I will. Amber P, that was, uh, what's your comment from Arizona?
1: Yeah, that was Nikki. Nikki. Dirty Nikki.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but, uh, yeah, man, um, uh,. T-
0: I hate that happened to you. Yeah,
1: it's up. I, I don't even know how that works where I'm gay so I can grab your titties. Like, I never understood how that was a thing.
0: Mm-mm.
1: Like, you would hear people, oh, yeah, yeah, it was, it's okay, I'm gay. Like, mm. that not so?
0: excuse you touching my body.
1: Yeah, but, uh,. If you
0: want yeah. it or not, don't touch me.
1: B- big on you for uh, walking the fuck out of there, though. That's dope.
0: All right, because a lot of people would have stayed, thinking about the check.
1: Um, so for, the phone line is open. That was all the voicemails. So seven oh four mm-hmm. uh seven oh four five five seven zero one eight six. That's seven oh four five five seven zero one eight six uh I'll try to read your emails and then we'll get wrap up the show. Two nominations for Tippy Awards. This is from David. He writes uh, David in Brooklyn. Hi. I wanted to suggest some Tippy Award nominations for a while, but I'm a huge procrastinator. That's why these two nominations are for episodes older than the past week. I apologize for any inconvenience this may cause. It doesn't cause any. Mm
0: Mm-mm, sure it doesn't.
1: Also, I don't know your award categories when voting time comes. If you accept these nominations, please assign to whatever categories you have. Okay. First nomination is for a podcast from six months ago. In episode 641, from the 126 to 129 mark, you discuss an article about Caucasian separatists who were praying for an earthquake to stop the Sochi Olympics. Instead of going there themselves to commit act of terrorism, the whole discussion deserves a nomination in its own right. But one particular thing Karen said made me happy for days. Rye, you were questioning the level of commitment for these that these terrorists had. You accused them of leaving it up to Allah to do their their work for them. Then Karen replied, "Faith without works is dead, people." <clears throat> Not knowing your categories, I would place that under best creative use of the Bible, or. Hey! Best combination of innocence and sarcasm, or maybe they can't really just say that. By the way, if people haven't heard Karen's latest guest spot on What's the Tea Podcast, they really need to do so. Thank you. I
0: had a good time with Nick and Reggie.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, <clears throat> my other Tippy Award nominations for the segment, most likely to make white people turn even more pale, or maybe something involving a co- the color of cheese, It's the fucking With Black People segment of episode 735, Thank You White Man. First of all, your whole ability to make comedy on a theme like that is a tribute to you and your guests' humanity and spiritual capacity. But for those of your listeners who aren't black, it opens the door that we then have to choose whether to walk through it or not. In my experience, you feel some pain and disorientation, but it gives you a chance to learn something really important that's well worth the effort and the possible upset stomach, elevated body temperature, dizziness, shortness of breath, and loss of blood flow to the extremities. You may show up late for your round <laughs> of, you may show up late for your round of golf that afternoon and you may not fill up to your regular square dancing lessons for a few evenings Aww. afterwards. But you'll get through it, okay. Best regards, David in Brooklyn. Thanks, man. I will add both of those to the uh to the thread. Um I'll we'll figure out we'll figure out what category to put it in later. Mm-hmm. But um uh, yeah, we appreciate you taking the time out to even go find those. Police brutality this is by Cecil. He writes in <clears throat> Sup Rod and Karen, listen to episode seven sixty, hashtag the talk. I'm a black man in my late twenties. I'm also a police officer. When unarmed black men get killed by the police, I have conflicting feelings that are hard to control. My parents gave me the talk when I was in middle school. To this day I still get nervous when a cop gets behind me. If it's something I can't control, um it's something I can't control. But I've also had p- police training. I've been on both sides, and they both can be scary. It's hard to be black in America. I don't want to rebel, but hopefully things get better with the way things are going. It's hard to have faith. At Marcus Undiscovered Sniffles. Right. Yeah, man. I can understand if you were trying to come at it from both angles. Like, um, It's just crazy thinking about it from one side. Mm-hmm. Uh, tippy nominee episode 759, Rod's reaction. Uh, at the 19 minute and 17 second point to 23 minutes point, and the first few beats, of vice versa, is priceless. The following conversation from that point through the 30 minute mark uh, point uh, to to include the song break down from 19 to 41 minute mark is hilarious and spot on. Chris from Hawaii. thanks man. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> Kidmani writes in, "Hey Rod and Karen, the uh, it says fuck Stitcher and sucks to be a cop." This email, is, this email is being brought to you by Bullet Ball at Bullet Ball Extreme. Been listening for a minute, and I've tried to boost your ratings on Stitcher twice, but the stupid thing won't post my five stars. Oh, Anyways, I was listening to episode 760, and I got really depressed because I'm a 24-year-old, quote-unquote savage. But I have a desk job for the police, but I am working to become an officer in Baton Rouge. Listening to you guys and that story really is one of the reasons that I want to become an officer because I want to try to change people's minds on some cops. I know it's not possible to change. Everybody's notion of them, but at least I at least want to give hope to some kids and adults that they don't have to be afraid of a cop. I even told a friend that I wanted to become one to try to make a change and he sort of scoffed at it, saying that it's not gonna change shit. Anyways, love the show. You guys get have me cracking up at work and y'all keep me up at night. Jay Triznae is my favorite guest. Basically he's an ass, but that's my nigga. Soon to be a premium Aww. soon to be a premium listener, as soon as I can stop getting punked by life, keep the show going, and keep up the good work. Love you guys. Kimani the outlier. Thank you, sweetie. Thanks, Kimani, man. Um and I, I think it is gonna take people that wanna change it from the inside. Um, for a lot of shit like this. You mm-hmm. just not gonna be able to change all this stuff from the outside. Nope. It's not <clears> predictive. <clears throat> You know, look at how big a change it was to have just a change in leadership, uh, with the policing, uh, in, uh, Ferguson this year, this week, mm-hmm. you, you just change, you know, the police and the, the approach. And all of a sudden it went from, Oh, look at these black people that need to all be locked up this to something peaceful. Yeah. They just want to march and express, you know, their anger and frustrations and mourn, um, BDS Fantasy Draft Suggestions. What up, Rod and Karen? Hope y'all are doing... What up, Rod and Justin? Oh, never mind. This is a ballsy Sports... Uh, nah. Put that in the wrong, wrong category. From, wrong wrong place. Get to you uh, next week. Sorry about that. Um, let's see. What else we got here? We got a couple more. Shanice writes in. Trill as fuck. Hey, guys. This is my very first email I'm sending into the show, and I'm pretty stoked to hear you guys read this on the podcast. And I hope... Well, not this voice, I'm sure you're not. And hopefully <laughs> this email is worth a thank you, sweetie, from Karen. Anyway, to the point, you guys are great. I'm so happy to stumble stumbled across this podcast. The first episode I listened to was the one where you guys were defending black women and how people are just ready to be down on black women all the time.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And how little
1: respect we get from our fellow black men. Hashtag not all black men. That whole discussion sat, sat me right on my ass because of how perfectly you guys explained everything. I've been a big fan ever since. I hope to become a premium subscriber here soon and listen to all the other podcasts you guys have, have going. Please do. Your discussion on Ferguson and everything that is going on there have been has been great. I listen to episodes over and over because you guys have just, just have such a clear-headed way of seeing things. All the bullshit that people just throw into, oh, seeing through all the bullshit that people just throw onto the internet. Uh, I hate that police, white people, are trying to justify the killing of this child by saying he stole. But a grown man can shoot up a theater and peacefully be put in the back of a police car and coddled and put in a box of uh, mentally ill, which is an insult to all the mentally ill people who live their lives day by day, and day to day, and not hurt anyone. Right. Or a kid who shoots a bunch of other college kids because girls don't want to date him, and he gets all this sympathy. Like, what the actual fuck? Sorry, this turned out to be kind of long, but this there's so much to be said. All in all, I love the show. Keep doing exactly what you guys are doing, and I will keep sign up to be a premium subscriber within the next few paychecks.
0: Oh, I hope so. Thank you, sweetie.
1: Well, there you go, Shanice. You got gotcha. thank you, sweetie. And <laughs> um, yeah, I understand, man. I agree. Um, mm-hmm. And we do try to keep it level headed because you know I I don't really want to just jump on the microphone and jump this complete extreme a lot of time. Cause you know, I'm not a completely extreme person like that in real life anyway. Yeah. But um, You know, we do try to have some perspective to it. TBGWT, TBGWT, literally saved my life. I battle severe depression and lately I've been going through an extended bad spell. Recent events in my life have caused it to spike back up in this past week, uh, has been extremely tough. I've been contemplating suicide, and while at work on Thursday, I had to physically stop myself from overdosing on painkillers while trying to alleviate a headache. I came home and cried myself to sleep, not knowing how I was going to make it through another week in this condition. When I woke up Friday morning, I called out of work and pretty much spent the entire day listening to my favorite podcast. Of course, yours is among them. I must have spent at least seven hours cycling through episodes in the archive section. It really helped me not thinking of dying all day. I got to be honest. I'm still not okay. I still don't know if I'm going to make it long term. I just wanted you to know that your work has truly helped. It's literally saving my life right now. If things don't go well and you don't hear from me again, I want to sincerely thank you for all that you've done. And please keep being so awesome. Love you both. Keep changing lives and challenging minds. Man,
0: well that is
1: heavy and deep, man. Yes,
0: it is, sweetie.
1: Yeah, but um, yeah. yeah, man, i out. We hopefully you hang in there, yeah. Um,
0: reach out for help, sweetie. Yeah,
1: it's uh, from our boy Anna Mae to man. I know shit can get stressful, especially as a black person, right? Dealing with all this shit, man, especially um, online and stuff. I don't, I think honestly, we're not prof- health, prof- mental health professionals. Mm-mm. Um, if you like to like seek someone out, maybe talk to yeah, somebody, yeah,
0: there are people that are trained in this and something else, uh, especially being a black male. Black males are always taught uh, similar to white women: be strong, stay strong. Don't you know? Don't show your weakness. Similar to what women? I'm black women. Oh. I'm sorry. I meant black women. You know how they tell black women: you know, be strong. Mm-hmm. You know, and stuff like that. Men, men, black men are kind of looked at that way too. Where you know, is you're weak if you say that you have issues. Like you you're not a man if you say I'm not strong or I can't handle this or I need outside help. Baby, seek whatever help you need—psychiatrists, psychologists, doctors—to change your medication, whatever it takes to help you get through this, sweetie.
1: Yeah, man. I just know. Um, one of the things that, uh, you know that, that like there's a lot of resources out there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of people that will miss miss you. Right. You know, I know we will miss you. I know. Yes. The community will miss you, man. Um, you know, and then also, um. Just, I, w- I would also just say like uh for me one of the things that like when well, shit just gets real crazy sometimes I back away from social media cuz I do too um it, like a lot of times people get so one track mm-hmm. like like right now I don't know how anyone can log on to Twitter without constantly being, barred, being bombarded with images of either police brutality uh black people being harassed Mm-hmm. Uh, statements about, you know, um, uh, you know, oppression and like it can it can be kind of depressing, man. Yes, and, it um, can. And I know, I know I know it's stuff like that has affected my mental health before. And I don't I don't have any issues like with uh, severe depression or anything like that. But I know I've had times where I've had to be like, I'm just not dealing with it today because it'll just make it feel like the whole world is bad.
0: Right, and it's been times where I'll tap out and be like, "All right, I'm gone. I I'll take a nap. I'll walk away. I you know some sometimes depending on what's going on. I might spend it disappears of time of just not being on social media at all. Yeah. Um, because there's one thing about being plugged in all the time. When you're plugged in all the time, um, it does affect you. And sometimes you gotta plug out and be like, you know what? I've had enough because, like you said, um, especially with a lot of things that's going on, people being constantly updated and in real time and things like that. That stuff would eventually affect you. And, sweetie, not only for you, but for anybody else out there under the sound of our voices and you, 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 you going through uh, things and, and thinking, have thoughts of suicide, we ask that you do seek help because there are professionals out there that can and will uh, help you get through this process.
1: Yeah, man. Um, you know i hopefully hopefully you don't do that i don't think it's anyone's choice but yours i don't think it's anybody gets to tell you what to do with your life or whatever but you know i'd hate to see you do that um um and i can only really speak for me you know but um at the same time i you know uh there's a lot of resources out there someone put in the chat um 1-800-273-8255 1-800-273-8255 is National Suicide Hotline. Mm-hmm. If, if you want to talk to somebody, they always have people there. Yes, please um, do, sweetie. You know, yeah, I, I think uh, there's a lot of stuff out there that, that can get pretty heavy, man. And, you know, I think social media has a way of being like a, um echo chamber sometimes. Mm-hmm. And especially moments like now where you get caught in one and it's like everybody's just on the same thing. And it's just. The world is the worst. Everything's the worst. We're not people. We're not. And I think people just kind of can, it can really add up and maybe that's what it is. Right. Or, you know, like I said, it could just also be uh, personal issues and stuff that you have to deal with um, and walk yourself through, man. But, uh, yeah, I definitely hate to hear that. I'm glad to hear that our, our show helped you in any way that we could. Me too, sweetie. But um, yeah, definitely, man. Uh, you know, we would love for you to uh, still be around, bro. For real. Yeah,
0: for real. Uh, what
1: about, what a, was about to call, but this is from Miss Crisable. Hey, Roger, was about to call, but I'm having an extremely introverted season, so decided to stay in my shell and wrote an email instead. And no, it won't be a million pages long, so y'all better hush and don't interrupt my message. <laughs> But I wanted to call and do an offensive Middle Eastern, extra high pitch, yelling things like, "I can't do that yell right now." But the that thing. Oh, I don't do that real either. Um, while doing a Middle Eastern two step in the circle and doing the P. D. Pablo spinning move,
0: but oh, taking Lord. my shirt,
1: but taking my shirt off and putting a rock in and spinning in the air like a helicopter, then slinging at those greedy, selfish Israelites. Uh, I know y'all talked about it like weeks ago, but I saw a squirrel. Hey, yeah, my favorite roommates in college was from Palestine. Wait, no Jordan, but her and her people are Palestinian. They can't go to Palestine because Israel Israelites are greedy and keep expanding into their territory. She would like sniff out Israelites on campus and be like, I don't like that, dude. He's too. He's so lucky. I don't have any rocks in my backpack. D was the nicest person ever. She out nice me. Disclaimer: We call her Dee Dee because we couldn't comfortably pronounce her name. Her real name sober, and no, it didn't start with a D or had a D in it uh, at all, because reasons. We would junk talk about our uncles. Hers was Ben Laden, rest in peace. Mine was a DC sniper, rest in peace. But yeah, DMX voice, stop being greedy, Israel. Arf, arf. On another note, as a mother of a tall, intelligent, sensitive, stay hype little boy, I'm terrified. Okay, that's it for now. Hugs and kisses, Miss Crucible.
0: Yeah, it is good because I'm just looking at all the things that's happening, and man, I really, I really get to the point where I think us not having children is a, uh, is a very, very good decision because um, when you deal with race and racism, it's hard to deal with it as an adult. When you have children, God bless parents, because you have children, you have to teach your children how to deal with it at a young age where they might not be able to understand or comprehend everything that you're telling them at the time.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's just, uh, it can be frustrating and I can definitely understand how people can um, not feel like dealing with this shit. But, um, you know, I'm trying to get everybody to, to not be only focused on today, but because I think, um, you know, shit can get overstated. Things can get kind of blown out of proportion. And um, while things do seem depressing in the short term, you know, I've seen... Uh, a lot of progress in our lifetimes. I've seen a yes. lot. I've seen way too many people, too much good done, mm-hmm. uh, to just kind of throw it all away. Because it seems like so many people now are just at this breaking point. Uh, but I think a lot of times the best change happens when you get to that breaking point, when people decide they won't put up with shit anymore, right. and when they're not when they're not running away from it, and when they are fighting a good fight. Um, Ferguson has been kind of inspirational in a way because, you know, they thought that gassing those people and stuff was gonna make the whole thing go away right that's the only
0: reason why they did it they figured out they do this people would go back where they came from
1: yeah so um, anyway that that, I'm just trying to stay positive on it man we'll try to be back tomorrow depending on my voice Mm -hmm. Um, but until then um, uh, thank you guys for supporting the show Yes. thanks everybody that came out this late night to to listen to us uh, ramble on with your feedback Uh, Until tomorrow, I love you.
0: I love you too, baby.